Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're welcome in this place, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Jabby Alonso has a new job and Rafa wants back in. It's Tuesday, 23rd of March. I'm Marcus Spella. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Hello, everybody. My goodness. What the big question on everybody's lips, ladies and gentlemen, is what did you do on the day that football stood still? There was <laughs> nothing. It was calm, wasn't it? It was, it was strange. Quiet. I went outside. Yeah. I, I wrote a poem. <laughs> there were things I, on my screen that weren't green. <laughs> I built a fo- home for my family. Hang on, Peter. Jim, <laughs> expand on that. <laughs> well, just, you know, a lot of the prestige award-winning drama I remembered was out there. I could could watch things that weren't football. Really? I went went outside. There was like, there were these little animals that were flying around. Mm -hmm. I looked at it and they were tweeting. It was just like, whoa, what's that? Was it, what, do drones have Twitter accounts? Mm. My goodness. Well, um, you all mugged yourself off because I watched Melbourne City beat Central Coast Mariners 2-0. Oh, how no, was that? I no, didn't, didn't watch it, okay. did I? I mean, it was the only one that's the only game in the world yesterday, is that right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> like the entire world, just oh, God, God, no. Went, no not the Aussies, no though. Not no the Aussies. Yeah. Keeping their side of the bargain. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they just hastily arranged that fixture? Yeah. Well, hang on a minute, we'll grab a few headlines here. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to have to write about this game. There's a publicity waiting to happen. <laughs> but yeah, I believe that was uh, that was it. I mean, there may well have been a game somewhere elsewhere. I don't know. But if, you know, if it was a game where you are that we're unaware of, get in touch. Don't don't get in touch. No, don't get Boring. in touch. Sold don't off. do that. Yeah. Do something else. Flipping Nora. It was it was strange, wasn't it? It was like like the days you get in a tournament where it's like the first rest day. Yeah. After the, after the groups, where it doesn't it's like, feel right. It's been amazing, but it, like. I don't I, want another I'm one. Not, like, yeah, I'm not chained <laughs> to the TV today, so it's quite nice. <laughs> There's a whole new world out there. Mm. Uh, well, gentlemen, um, we move on uh, to a new story that, that uh, came out yesterday. So the EFL are confident that thousands of fans will be allowed in Wembley for the Carabao Cup after positive talks with the government. Now, there was chat that uh, maybe one or two of the, the games at Wembley, certainly England versus Czech Republic, I believe, when lockdown was beginning to ease and there might be some fans in there. But this would be quite something. The Carabao mm. Cup itself is not that far away, Jim. Mm. Um, to see a few thousand fans in there, obviously if it's all safe, blah, 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 all the protocols, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> that, and that is exactly that. how the government will write them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. Oh, t- more 10,000 dead. Let's go back to what we had before. <laughs> Another lockdown, please. Um, so, and, indeed. So, uh, <laughs> But if this is uh, going in the direction we all hope it is, that would be quite something to see some fans in there. It would, and it's a nice way to do it as well because I think there was talk that the, the Premier League might try and delay the last round, two rounds of fixtures, so that there'd be fans into 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 the last set of games, and mm-hmm. everyone would get a home and away fixture, right? Um, uh-huh. to, to sort of like ease the. Is it um, Fulham advantage. or Newcastle who are at home? <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, do it, Marcus. Let's do it. Come on, yeah. But, no hugging. 
But yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be feasible, but this would be a, a good mm. compromise on that or even a test for it. Yes. You mm. know, I, mm. I just wonder, I mean, presumably, I mean, I guess crowd management is so impossible uh, with those kind of uh, numbers. Uh, but if it was a restricted kind of fixture, do you think, I mean, we've got rapid testing kits nowadays. Mm-hmm. Would you not be able to kind of... Oh, you'd be a bit gutted, wouldn't you? If you walked in, you sat down in your seat and a hand on your shoulder, I'm sorry, son. Get yeah. out. Yeah. Get out. You would be gutted, but you'd... I mean, I mean it would be the greater you'd be good. very unwell as well. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, we are looking forward to the, to the Carabao Cup. We've just got fans in or not, of course. Um, but Jose Mourinho has got his sights set on something much bigger than trophies. Of course. Mm. He said, rather than thinking about the result or the position that we are going to end or whether we're going to win or lose the final, we need to develop this spirit. That is what we need. <laughs> My the goodness. Spirit of just kind of throwing your I players mean, he, under the bus. He so is floundering is. there, isn't he? Yeah. No, 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 no. Look, look, look. I know I've talked about being a serial winner before. No, no. Let's, let's all just calm down on trophies and results, okay? Are they <laughs> what we need is spirit? We yeah. are selling. A dream. All right, Don Dreber, sit down. <laughs> what I want is not trophies. What's more important to me, what will be a victory for me, is for you lot to stop being a bunch of pricks. It's not the most inspiring, is it? No. Imagine if, if he interviewed for the job. What's your vision for the job? Spirit. I am selling yeah. hope. I'm selling nostalgia. Yeah. What we all want. We all want to be held. I'm basically we, want just... us, we want sex. Men want sex. <laughs> Basically That's a chilled out entertainer. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Do you seem like neither of those things? <laughs> it's absolutely phenomenal. Well, um, he was clearly still carrying some scars from, from last Thursday's uh, Europa League loss. And he admitted it was difficult to keep a harmonious dressing room because the selfishness is around, the individual interests are around, the agents are around. Nowadays, you need time to develop empathy because society and the psychology, uh, so the psychological profile of younger people is not an easy one. I mean, this is so uh, normally this barbed the children who are wrong, the children. Somebody blame the children. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like he, he grew up in the Estado Novo um, kind of Portuguese kind of, kind of regime, I suppose. You know, the, that guy at the head, yeah. top of the tree there, and and their big thing was uh, not you know going against the teachings of of Nazi Germany players like that uh, uh, and regimes like that that um you get nowhere with kids that was their literal mm. thing they were the the, the mm-hmm. germans were obsessed with like the pagan uh kind of obsession with youth and stuff like that and and they went completely against that so he's very yeah. much a, a, and there were very different results very, of course he's very much a, <laughs> he's very much a product of his upbringing where it's like yeah. you'll get nowhere with kids right and i mean Do yeah, you think yeah that's with really every day twice. that passes the older he gets <laughs> the, the the naturally more entrenched that's going to be Become. Like, I mean, this is a leap, but it's an interesting leap I want to take with you, Peter. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Lucas Mora said uh, post-match, we believe in our coach because we know his past. Lucas Mora, who supports Bolsonaro in Brazil. They're all in on it, Peter, yeah, is yeah. what well, I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's worrying times. It's not just Mourinho, though, is it? Wasn't, didn't Hugo Lloris also have some comments about there being perhaps some fractures in the dressing room. So yeah. that's quite interesting. I don't that... think he blamed the children. Though. No, yeah, we pin it on Ali. It's <laughs> bloody Oliver Skip. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's Twitch streaming. Yeah, but it is odd Everyone's though. Everyone's trying to top bins all the time. But Just you put it think, in the net. But you know, the way I look at Mourinho at the moment at, at Spurs, it's kind of, we know what he was like um, 15 years ago when his methods were clearly very effective in terms of results and yeah. trophies when he when they when results and trophies are important mm. and back when he used to be able to win every game 4-0 and it still be boring <laughs> <laughs> but he was obviously had a phenomenal record he's yeah. one of the, the most uh, successful coaches in, in in recent times to say the least we can't forget that and he's certainly a coach that has suggested by that quote you know 
psychological profile of younger players is, is not an easy one and so on, that you could be a little bit more um, tough with players and you could sort of speak to them and about them in certain ways and it would sometimes prompt a reaction. Mm. The, mm. the expected dynamic, XD. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Which I think now you can see that he's trying to work it out how to, because he knows he's, you know, in, in, in previous clubs he's managed, you know, say Manchester United and whatnot, that that doesn't quite have the desired effect anymore. Yeah. No. And you can so see now he's him... been in Alderweireld. <laughs> yeah, well, but he's trying to, he's trying to go, okay, they don't like that. Okay, well, I'll try and, but he's ultimately using the same method, but he's just putting a different handle <laughs> on the tool. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, and I think he's he's struggling to create that siege mentality, mentality mm. as well, which he, I suppose it's, it's quite amazing that his methods seem to be able, he, he would be able to single players out mm -hmm. and sort of make their life really difficult. And through doing that, somehow create a siege mentality with the rest of the players, which mm. is mm. pretty amazing. You can. He's a genius at what he does, or, or he certainly <laughs> well, was. He was. But it's not working now, is it? Well, because the siege mentality, you can still have a great team spirit. There are, there are sides out there that do, and they, and they get the players together. I mean, you know, look at, say, well, they're international sides, but look, you know, I mentioned before, like Chris Coleman, the way he did that with, with Wales, slightly different. But even Southgate's England, you know, it, it, but it's not about hammering the players mm. at the World Cup, I'm, I'm specifically saying there. And we mentioned this about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, how his approach is very, very different. And it seems to be getting some, some performances out of players that have been rather tricky. Paul Pogba being one. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said um, on the weekend that Paul Pogba cares about Manchester United. Can I just say, <laughs> I, before we move on to that... yes. I'm working up a theory here. I'm Go working on. up one of my theories. And obviously, it maybe it backfired on them a little bit because Man United did win that treble under Mourinho, as we know. <laughs> but I'm not sure Mourinho ever left Chelsea the second time. No. <laughs> it's just a covert operative. Is that what it is? Just undermining those around them from inside now. Yeah. Abramovich spotted that Mourinho stars on the way and those methods don't work, but maybe he could be useful as an asset elsewhere. Mm. <laughs> But then, so you think he's, he's going to... deep undercover, is what I'm saying. But is he then going to manage Manchester City? Is that what you're saying? That would be... That's the, the, that, that is the, ultimate... the ideal next step yeah. for Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, that's what so, I mean. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Would it be fair to say that uh, Daniel Levy has kind of thrown Mourinho under the bus in that he didn't really invest massively as you would as a Champions League club mm -hmm. when Pochettino left. Mm. So he's kind of thrown him under the bus. Jose Mourinho by his own kind mm. of the way he operates he's always going to throw his own players under the bus there's just yeah. a lot of buses recursive Russian doll style bus throwing do you not yeah. think that and it starts at the top if Levy did throw Mourinho under the bus as the bus was approaching he'd quickly run and go oh, I'm sorry Jose push him out of the way and take the hit <laughs> <laughs> oh dear well anyway Manchester United yes um, Ruud van Nistelrooy was reflecting on his time at Manchester United recently I don't know if you saw this he claimed that Sir Alex Ferguson purposely sabotaged his claim for the Golden Boot Award in 2001, 2002. Um, Thierry Henry, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbeck and Alan Shearer. Oh, what no, glory what time days. to be alive it was. <laughs> one of yours, Pete, Alan Shearer. One, one of mine. I know. Uh, Van Nistelrooy, they were all competing for the golden boot going into the final day of the season. Ferguson dropped Van Nistelrooy so that he wouldn't win it. And according to Van Nistelrooy, he said, you're not, the, the, Ferguson said, you're not going to challenge for the golden boot. We didn't le win the league, son. You're out. Yeah. It seems incredibly it hard. Does, but Van Nistelrooy, <laughs> when you actually read the interview, Van Nistelrooy is not really complaining about it because no. the next season they did win the league mm. and he won the Golden Boot. And he right. was like, this has made me understand that the goals have to mean something. They have yeah. to lead to a league title. And that's part of the genius of Ferguson. That mm -hmm. Even in, in the day, 
he, you know, he's, he's made a step towards winning the league the next season on mm. the final day of the season before it. Well, that was like, the with an actual him. tangible effect. The, the man was unreal. <laughs> but that's how we were talking Ping about the horrible. Siege. <laughs> yeah, it was. Wasn't it? it was just like this fucking super football granddad standing <laughs> in the way of all of your dreams. He just knows everything. Yeah. You cannot outfox him. I know, but this is the thing about Ferguson is that how he was, you know, a manager in the 80s, the 90s, and the noughties, and then. He would have just got the, uh, um, you know, into the other, into the... The teensies. The teensies. teensies. Like, yeah. Yeah. Even though he wasn't in the actual... T- anyway. <laughs> 20 uh, years where nobody just mentioned what the time was called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, to talk around it. But at the time, we didn't want to call them the noughties, did we? No. But we sort of settled on that idea. Yeah. But anyway, Ferguson, you know, we speak about how Mourinho's methods and trying to galvanise players, how they've waned somewhat over the years. But Ferguson's have, were always so good. Even You know, he, yeah. he knew when to be a little bit tough on players knew when to be a bit more lenient and so on because Rooney said uh, in an interview recently and actually um, Dennis Irwin mentioned this before as well that in in in, in team talks he said if, if if Rooney you know he came in at half time if uh, and it was he, he talked about Nani if Nani had uh, kept losing the ball and was trying tricks but yet they were 3-0 up and Rooney had scored two and got an assist he would have a go at Nani by shouting at Rooney if you see what I mean so what he would do is he would go mental at Rooney and went you gave the ball away that time despite the fact that Rooney's been the best player on the pitch <laughs> and he's the reason why they're 3-0 up right. but Nani's sitting there going well, I've lost the ball quite a lot of times. Well, I <laughs> He's better, not noticed. I better, yeah. <laughs> so did, did Rooney know that or is he just getting... Well, Rooney, I think, probably latterly realised, but Rooney said that he would get fired up and go, what are you talking about? I've got, right, I'm going to go out there and score another two to show, show yeah. you because he knew how to motivate the players. It's just amazing. But it is. But Owen said that he said the only time he would, he would usually give them a bollocking after games they'd won was if they'd lost, he tended not to say that mm. much. Right, trying to sort of balance it out yes. in these sort of ways. He also fostered this idea, didn't he, that uh, we're Man United and we always do things the hard way. It's like, yeah. no, you fucking don't. <laughs> Spend more money than everyone else and generally win the league. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Manchester City. Yes. Um, uh, there's, there's quite interesting reports that uh, apparently Danny Ings has been identified by the club as the successor to Sergio Aguero. Yeah. Well, I mean, a player who'll start on the bench. If, you, I was gonna, if you're Danny Ings and you wrote that, you feel pretty good about yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would, but I, I can't imagine that Man City's you know, transfer team are calling up Danny Ings and going, hi, Danny, we view you as very specifically the successor <laughs> to Sergio. Like, they're, just, they're, they're looking to sign a striker, aren't well, they? Gab- and another striker's moving. It's not, it's not a, definitely a like-for-like replacement. Yeah. Not Gabriel works, Jesus wasn't available for comment, presumably. No. What? <laughs> no, but you, I think if you're Gabriel Jesus and you think the person coming in for competitions with respect, competition for you mm-hmm. is with respect Danny Ings you think mm-hmm. oh actually you know, yeah, we've got okay. a fight to establish ourselves as the main striker here so I think he'd probably be quite happy with well that. I think the way they've been this season often without Aguero Guardiola's thinking we don't need stri- I get- can we have another fullback instead yeah <laughs> can we, oh, can we well, do that Cancelo is a fullback that operates like a midfielder that's yeah, exactly. his absolute dream isn't I it I know it's all about the defensive midfield and somehow the, the attack just sort of works itself out so, so where's he going to play Pep I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Manchester City are reportedly hiring rocket scientists. Um, the former astrophysicist and treasury policy, uh, policy advisor, Laurie Shaw, was employed by the club 
um, in January under the role lead artificial scientist. I mean, my <laughs> goodness. Now, when asked about this, Manchester City would only confirm they'd made new hires in the data area. It's all a little bit covert. They said that the, all the recruits have backgrounds in physics. And they ran a competition last year which challenged entrants to develop artificial intelligence agents, which effectively a player within a match situation and program, program them to react to normal in-game situations. <laughs> what the bloody hell uh, are they building? Are they trying to make their own Nathan Redmond? I <laughs> <laughs> the potential successor to whoever they've got there. I mean, it is fascinating yeah. the way that yeah. some clubs are trying to get a run on the... It's like the space race, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> I mean, it might literally be that, the way things are going. So we've, we've, we've this planet's fucked. Um, Our training so, grounds are going to be on. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, need to, we, we need to get a move on in establishing ourselves as the biggest club on Mars. Is there Tiki Tacker on Mars, Jim? <laughs> there will be soon. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Um, oh, actually, can I, can, before you move on, Marcus, can yes. I just give, um, talking about artificial reality and mm-hmm. uh, artificial uh, intelligence, um, this morning, nothing to do with football, but it oh, made right. me laugh. Um, there's a big uh, computing cluster that's been working out um, chat-up lines. Oh, right. How to romance the, 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 the fairer or indeed non whoever, <laughs> whoever you fancy. <laughs> um, and uh, here's, here's, here's some of the lines. You're looking good today. Want snacks? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. That was the best one that artificial intelligence came up with. How many tattoos do you own? Oh no, oh, that is dark. <laughs> oh, it is. It is urgent that you become a professional athlete. <laughs> what lines? What amazing lines? What wow. amazing? Uh... Wow. Urgent. Yeah. Yeah. You're so good. You need to, to crack on. Um, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we go for a break, uh, we've had a lot of fun on uh, on the Patreon recently. An episode uh, of myself and Jim was recorded last week, and that was no different. Yeah. we. Um, so uh, one thing that, that I feel is not spoken about enough mm-hmm. in football and in society at mm-hmm. large is Quantum Leap. Yeah. The, uh, the old TV show about a man sort of kind of leaping between bodies he would gradually sort of get, if you've not seen the show, he gradually gets sent into different people who had a problem to solve and then he'd mm. have to solve that problem and move on so he could eventually try and get him get his, his, himself home. It was very, <laughs> quite a laboured premise, but it was <laughs> surprisingly adorable. So I, I've effectively tasked Marcus mm. with the same set of circumstances within the world of football and uh, this is what it sounded like. <laughs> Marcus is going to take the role of Sam Beckett and he is going to leap into the bodies of various people in football. Um, I'm going to present him with a dilemma uh, and he's going to have to solve that dilemma before I, I, I let him move on. I'm sort of like his Ziggy, um, if you've seen the show. Um, so, yeah, let, let's get straight into it. So today, Marcus, right now, you are going to leave your body and you mm-hmm. are in this exact moment, you are Steve Bruce, Marcus. And so what's happened here? you've been doing extra jumping practice with Andy Carroll after training and after that you've gone to get on your bike you've slipped and you've got your head stuck in some railings now Andy's late for a date so he just leaves um, and you've dropped your phone and it lands face up in front of you you see a text from your wife that says happy anniversary Brucey tits now obviously I don't know what they call each other so I've had to improvise that um, the restaurant is booked for seven right yeah, it's yeah. not you haven't booked it. You haven't booked it at all. She uh-huh. follows up. I'm not fucking about. This really is make or break. I'm tired of your weird, hard to believe excuses. How do you free yourself and save your marriage? So unfair. <laughs> there we are. If you want more of that for as little as $5 a month, get over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. 
Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. This week... Sukarnov. On WrestleMe, Mark Haynes has been telling me about the world's tiniest man. So. Like, you wouldn't remember that guy <laughs> coming in. Flobbing in. Like, it's a big pancake. A massive sort of soft biscuit. <laughs> Are you sure he's six inches? Do you remember him? Do I remember him? Do I? <laughs> right, then he isn't six inches He's tall. got a very unique body. <laughs> you can also join me on the Luke and Pete show, where me and Luke have been trying to come up with excuses for our poor hairstyle choices. Now, more than any other era of my life, I care less and less about what other people think. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I think we're at the time of life where we've probably got more disposable income than we had 10 years ago, and we don't give a shit about what anybody thinks, and that's how midlife crises begin. I buy the stupid thing. I've got a scooter now. I'm wearing a ponytail. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. <laughs>
Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. <laughs> Frightening delivery. Oh, dear. Well, um, we've got a new email jingle. Luke Cunningham, brother of infamous Damien Cunningham, who suggested the points for FA Cup results, has penned today's jingle. Apparently he wrote it while shopping in Tesco. Let's give it a blast. Show at footballramble.com Show at footballramble.com Yeah. yeah, a rare dig at Brassel. There's the asshole. Brassel and asshole were the only yeah. things he <laughs> thinks that rhyme. You're going to give him points for that, Marcus? <laughs> I I think that's not a bad effort, actually. Mm. Well, it's a different sound than what yeah, we heard before. Sound. I like it's, that. It's the, it's the sort of mid to late 90s kind of Sky Sports uh, little promo for Dream Team, yeah. I would say. Uh-huh. That kind of thing. Uh, uh, Wayne Rooney, Street Soccer Enthusiast, or whatever they used to call it. Yeah. That kind of thing, that kind of theme. <laughs> Yeah, I think like if you had to describe our, our listeners' sound, like you can't really put them in any sort of job, <laughs> can you? It's just, <laughs> just so try, varied. Try and pigeonhole me, mate. I will break out. <laughs> Show at footballramble.com. <laughs> whoop, whoop is where uh, you can get in touch with us. All right, then. It's time for uh, some emails if you want to get to the show. Um, do we want a jingle? Oh, it's, it's a, we just played it. Just Sorry, played I it. Felt, for some reason I was for, I forgot. All right, yeah, yeah, good, good. Sorry. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, from Sound <laughs> I'm just expecting the iconic, and I am saying iconic, uh, Pete Donaldson, uh, that one. There we go. Stop that one. Yeah, good. Uh, from Sam Michelle, watching Garen Carney and Football Focus this afternoon has reminded me of an early embarrassing football memory relating to my dad. I was about 10 years old, and my dad was running uh, the Beat the Goalie stand at my primary school's summer fete. I was helping him out, fetching the wayward shots behind the goal. Karen was a former pupil at my school and would often show her face at these kind of events. I spotted her walking towards our stand in the Birmingham City tracksuit. My dad clearly hadn't worked out who she was and proceeded to ask her whether she wanted to use a proper leather football or an air floater. <laughs> wow. That oh. is... <laughs> You're getting oh, your dad. fist smashed in with a football. <laughs> uh, she laughed politely and opted for the leather football. Offering an England international with 144 caps and air floater perfectly sums up my dad's relationship with football. More of a cricket man. And I have never let him live it down. I want to know what happened, though. Yeah, but I... I Did she smash it past... I'd like to think of, of somebody offering a professional footballer a, a penny floater we'd offer, or a flyaway yeah. football. Just see what they could do with it. Cause could uh, yeah. they, is it possible for somebody to actually do something with those footballs? You see professional footballers hit, hitting a ball in like training. They yeah. hit it unbelievably hard. Mm, mm. And that's, I, I think we spoke about it before, like when Frank Skinner and David Bedell used to do the, mm. um, the, uh, the, the Euro 96 videos and yep. stuff and the, yeah. and the Phoenix from the Flames things. Mm. The one thing they say is, is, is that those footballers hit balls harder than you've ever seen a football being hit. It's just a different, completely different thing. And uh, I would love to see a professional footballer put their foot through a penny floater. Yeah. That would be amazing. It would just pop yeah. instantly, I'd surely. love to see a professional game played with a penny floater. It would be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, I assume it would end like nil-nil because you couldn't, it would be like mob football, you know, no, yeah. you couldn't quite get the ball up the pitch. Yeah, the movement would be stimmied. would have sacks and sacks of them because they'd yeah. keep bursting as well. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Uh, it would be. Oh, you know, maybe they'd be so good with them, they'd be like, almost like skyrighting with them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Seems I like unlikely, it. Though. It does seem <laughs> unlikely. 
The whole the whole thing seems unlikely to be honest. James Looney's been in touch with an email that simply reads David Moyes hot balls. That is Ooh. all. With a link to the following story, back in 2012, David Moyes said that UEFA did not want Everton in the Champions League in 2005 and deliberately gave them a tough qualification draw. Moyes said, I always think it was the hot balls in the bag that day. <laughs> Conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah. Theories on the ferryman there. It is, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, well, maybe you'll, um, maybe the, the, there'll be another chance for a draw in the Champions League, a pre- <laughs> more pref- preferable draw, if uh, he can get West Ham into the top four. Well, mm. you know. Incredible. Let's hope those those balls are cold. Yes, if that's the case. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen. I think it works well as a little yeah, stab. little stab. Yeah, uh-huh. mm. yeah. You modded it yourself. Lovely. <laughs> Indeed, I did. Um, oh, by the way, just quickly, uh, mm. we got a tweet from Mark Wallace who tweeted us uh, um, about the time of a referee referee's assistant doing a sick during Kilmarnock versus Dundee in 2017. Lovely. Yeah, I honestly think it's going to happen more and more because those protein shakes that they they're forced to slam down. I think mm-hmm. professional athletes. It's 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 difficult. It it's is really yeah. is difficult. Yeah, but it's nice to know the officials getting in on it. Yeah. <laughs> when does it end though? Just when? like entire stands full of full of play. Uh, sorry, full of fans just throwing <laughs> up during games. Like, yeah, uh, maybe. There we are. Right, Peter. What's it time for? I prefer to kill him. It's time for Port Mandonio Conte. Oh, baby. Are you ready to play, guys? It's a mystery mashup of two footballers. Is I it? just need to know. it wasn't last time. Yeah, have you done you this properly? Was, but it wasn't. I want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as ready as I'll ever be, Peter. Yeah. Exactly. Right, OK. When you hear Kevin De Bruyne, your time is up, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, let's do it. In 2014, I became the face of Hugo Boss's Boss Fragrance and I have a perfect one-in-two goal-scoring ratio for Holland. Uh, I played in Holland, England, Spain, Germany uh, as my domestic career continued. Olivia Giroud van Nistelrooy. Oh, he's not wrong, Marcus. Spella I've got it. With one. Yes! Well done, mate. Come on. You haven't beat the clock for some weeks, Marcus. I know. Very exciting. Oh, well done, mate. Please. Well done. <laughs> All right, then. Um, question two. Nearly read out the name. Not going to do that again. Uh, <laughs> read I, a bit of it out. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I am the last person to have scored at the old Wembley Stadium, and I am the joint record holder for the most relegations from the Premier League with separate clubs, and I was appointed assistant manager to Sol Campbell at Southend United for eight months. Let's go! All right, Dimar Harmon is the first one, Jim. I can't Don't help him. No, I've got... I've... What was the second? Relegations. Most relegations. I can't be. (laughs) Dietmar Harman, Nobby Solano. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lucky gentlemen. It was Dietmar Haman. Riderson. Well done to James Burrows, uh, not the drummer, presumably. Uh, thank you for that. He did uh, us. That uh, Port Antonio Conte. Lovely. Yeah. So, so Dietmar, Dietmar Herman Horiderson. <laughs> <laughs> Olivier Giroud van Nistelrooy. But nice. that is a portmanteau. And I yeah. got it. Yeah, but Diet, we got Dietmar it. Herman Horiderson, it's just not really a portmanteau. <laughs> Would you like James Burrows' email address? No, I can't be asked. Didn't write I'm, I'm just going to upset myself, aren't I? It's not worth it. All right, that's it. To kill him. <laughs> ah, lovely. <laughs> oh, all right then, ladies and gentlemen. What else are we got? Oh, yes, big news. Uh, yeah, tell, us, tell us, Marcus Ronaldo Speller. <laughs> <laughs> Is it David Beckham Naeem? <laughs> 
Javi Alonso has agreed to become manager of Borussia Mönchengladbach. Come mm. on. Although there are suggestions that he's not decided uh, whether he wants to go. But, I mean, it's all written there, ladies and gentlemen. He's surely going to go there, which is which is big news. Um, and, it, I mean, do you know what? I think when I thought about Xavi Alonso managing a big side in, or just being a manager in general, you look at that and you just go, yes. Yes. If Arteta could do it, his buddy could do it too. <laughs> is, he the, is he the rich man's Arteta? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I mean, he, that, you forget his, his clubs are just... Champions League. They yeah, are yeah. just apart from Liverpool at the time. But it's you know, sort no, of... Really well, well, right, 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 no, but they won <laughs> every year, were they? What, they, they didn't win it every year? Sorry, did Mark, Let's you just, just write go that up. <laughs> I, mean, I went... <laughs> Slightly different. So. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Well, he's been busting out a 3 2 2 3 for, uh, for his club. Oh, beautiful. Hang on. Three, two, is that the WM? That's the WM. He's playing the WM. He's bringing it back, maybe. Read his books. How about that, eh? Do you know, Bayern's chairman, Karl-Heinz Rummenigge, told Kicker in 2019, I think we have to make an effort to bring Xabi Alonso back to Bayern at some point. He is the best central midfielder we've had in recent years. Yes, he wasn't the quickest, but he was the best strategically and the most intelligent I've ever seen in our midfield. He was a marvellous player who speaks four languages and German fluently. He was a real personality. I'd really like him to return to Bayern one day. He's a true gentleman. Do it. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Strong. Yeah. <laughs> Strong, come on. I have been in the presence of Xabi Alonso for all but 15 to 20 seconds. Were you inspired? I, I know what Carl Heinz is talking about. I was, taken, <laughs> I was very much taken with him as well. Smitten. Uh, yeah, smitten is the word. I mean, he's only coached Real Sociedad B uh, and Real Madrid under-14s, um, Xabi Alonso. I mean, Real Sociedad B, it's quite convoluted, the, uh, the league system in, in mm. Spain. And obviously, I think, I think it's third tier. Uh, where they're operating. I think they're currently top of their um, division, though. But I d- it just, you know, some managers, as I say, you look at them, or, or some people are venturing into management, you go, yeah, a- absolutely. It will be really disappointing if he's rubbish. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just think, you know, the type of... Because you often think the type of player, that especially if they sit at the base of the midfield and kind of dictate the game, you immediately think... Like if Claude Makélélé was like, I think I'm going to be... I know he's he's had coaching roles. If Makélélé was like... You're going to be a manager. Be like, yes, yes absolutely. Do you know yeah. what I mean? In yeah, that yeah. Type in of... the way you think, like Luka Modric. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, I reckon <laughs> that'd be right. But like, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo. You're like, mm, you sure you want to do that? <laughs> oh, he's never going to be a manager. No, absolutely. Oh, he'd be a thoroughly modern manager, though, wouldn't he? He'd, as in, like, he'd just be that kind of like, uh, kind of obsessed with himself, kind of Jose Mourinho. Kind yeah, of yeah. Manager, the dressing would be galvanised around their <laughs> hatred of him, always going good about himself, probably. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I think that would be a very, very interesting appointment, and uh, and and I um and I look forward to that. Let's see what other ex Liverpool players are getting up to. Uh, Dirk Count is uh, tipping Steven Gerrard to land the Liverpool job uh, at some point, which is not exactly the biggest tip no. on the planet, ladies no. and gentlemen. It's not. That helpful, is it? No, I don't think so. He then says, he went on to say that he wants to be his assistant manager at Liverpool. (laughs) Stevie and Dirk. Oh, I see Dirk. (laughs) Stevie and Dirk has got a weirdly good ring to it, hasn't it? Stevie and Dirk. Stevie and Dirk. (laughs) That's exactly the same theme that I thought in my head. Beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, he added, Stephen has said some great things about me in the last couple of years. We have a special bond. He does not have to speak about me, but he still does. Has he coached? I don't Your know. But he's basically <laughs> saying, I think we're still good mates. I could definitely get a cushy number at Anfield <laughs> yeah, if he yeah. went there. I mean, was this an interview or is it, was he just showing off to someone in the pub <laughs> like, who's printed what he said? <laughs> it's news, Jim. Yeah, look, I've got his number. Look, it doesn't got matter. His, look, I've got his number. It doesn't matter where it comes from these days. It's news. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
crying out loud. Yeah. Um, Especially oh. on the day of all days. Yes, exactly. Uh, and elsewhere, Dan Lovren um, had a little wrestle with a former USC, UFC fighter. Um, because Zenit didn't have a game at the weekend. So Something thought, to do, well, isn't I've it? Got, I've got to do yeah. some sort of physical Get myself exertion. in an arm bar. You know, he lasted 50 seconds against Mirko Krokop. Mm. Mm. They weren't allowed to kick, because he's big on kicking that guy, isn't he? What, yeah. what Lovren, so not being a professional the... footballer. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Is he allowed to head? Heading and kicking? Oh, well, you've just, you've, I might as well have two hands tied behind my back. <laughs> well, yeah, um, Mirko is uh, a former anti-terrorist special forces operative who has earned the tag Right leg hospital, left leg cemetery. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, admire uh, Lovren getting into the Is Zenit ring. happy with him getting in the ring with that guy? <laughs> like, however much you might respect him. I don't know. <laughs> it's absolute madness. But yeah, so a uh, little uh, roundup from uh, ex-Liverpool players. Mm. But from ex-Liverpool players to ex-Liverpool managers, Peter, Rafa Benitez, he wants back into the Premier League. I mean, hasn't he been saying this for ages? Ever since he left. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's interesting because obviously his former club, Newcastle United, it's not going brilliantly there. Steve Bruce has scheduled six days off for his Newcastle squad over the international break. It's just so they stop picking on him. Probably. Um, <laughs> uh, players were apparently shocked when it became clear on Sunday that the club would be sticking with Bruce. I'm loving these wicked whispers the leak has just been it's madness it's just been powering me for the past couple of months to be quite frank more and more leaks well a a line from a national newspaper reads there is a feeling among some of the squad that the manager wants to be sacked (laughs) stop it in yourself boss stop it in yourself it's madness he didn't find any support from local media on Monday morning the Chronicle dedicated both its front and back page (laughs) to urging Bruce to do the honourable thing and walk away I mean Brucey. Poor Brucey. <laughs> he can walk away. He has that freedom if he genuinely. But I, Wait, I, it takes a real man to walk away from Newcastle United. <laughs> yeah. That can we can all agree. Uh, yeah. Well, he wants to try and turn it around, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, you went to this when Ozil was hanging on, Give him taking a his money. Give him a chance. <laughs> Gary Neville says Give managers should be given two to three years. Should be yeah. given two to three years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Whatever league they manage. Well, he's a good championship manager, so you know. Well, exactly. Yeah. But Rafa Benitez says he wants his next job as soon as possible, and the priority is England. Um, because he, he talked about other. It's funny actually when he gave his rundown. He went, "Well, Spain, you know, it's, you have to have a lot of money. The duopoly <laughs> of the top two, and he's like, Italy, pff, yeah, that's really difficult. Yeah, I want England. Sort of thing. Yeah, it's like, well, <laughs> everyone's obviously joining the dots here and, and linking him back to Newcastle. But hasn't he said that he wouldn't want to manage under Ashley? <laughs> I, I think we we all know that <laughs> he's, to be the case. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go through that to again. To be honest, he he's doesn't been, need that. He's been linked to the Celtic job quite a bit. Yeah, all right. Which you think, actually, you know, considering what he could do there, mm. make him a bit maybe e- European competition. <laughs> Mug off Stevie. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll show you how he's done, pal. Um, but, uh, but, but old uh, Benitez um, um, said recently, I play chess with my daughter and with my wife during this time. And they say, oh, you don't allow us to win. I say no, because winning is a state of mind. He's still got it. God. Yeah, he needs a job, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Get him out of the house. For his family's sake, yeah. he needs a job. That's uh, that's definitely uh, the case. Uh, right, gentlemen, of course, there's been not much football this week so far, but as the week goes on, international football will creep onto mm. our screens. Um, this is, I mean, unfortunately for England, because they're playing on, on Thursday night uh, against uh, San Marino, but unfortunately for England uh, during this, it's the World Cup qualifiers. Mm. It's quite weird to have that them back. Obviously, weird, doesn't it? Because we haven't had the Euros, of course. Uh, but Poland are in England's group, um, as is tradition. Uh, Robert Lewandowski will be able to travel for Poland's match against England on the 31st of March at Wembley after Poland's Prime Minister phoned Angela Merkel asking for exemption from coronavirus rules. 
Go on, Ange. Do us a favour. So how about that? But Dortmund's Jude Bellingham has been freed up to join with the England squad too. So unlucky Poland. Yeah. Two can play at that game. <laughs> and we've got some fullbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Loads of them. Loads of fullbacks. Abundance of them. I really hope Bellingham gets a chance because he's been brilliant for Dortmund this mm. season. And he's still very, very young, but oh, what a player. What a player we have there. Um, so looking forward to that. Sadly, um, not everybody will be travelling for international duty. Eric Chipomoting. Um, thought, uh, you know, regular player in the Cameroon uh, side and so mm. on. Well, apparently the Cameroonian Federation thought that they had sent his invite to join the squad, but realised when he didn't show up yesterday that they had actually emailed that invite to themselves. <laughs> oh, I mean, that seems yeah. double up, lads. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come and, on. He, and he will miss two important matches for the AFCON qualification. <laughs> <laughs> Not friendly. <laughs> what an admin error uh, that is. I mean... To- Full credit to him for taking it so well. Well, I don't know if he, has. <laughs> I mean, he just accepted that he's not in the squad oh, I see and didn't kick up a fuss. Well, I mean, he, I mean, if you're not selected, you've got to just turn up and go, well, I should be here anyway. No, but you, 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 presumably you'd talk to your agent and you'd be like, did they, they drop me? Yeah. You'd okay. think it'd be a big deal, right? Yeah, that's true. Player of that status. Well, yeah, he, he plays by the rules, Jim, clearly. <laughs> um, Trinidad and Tobago begin their World Cup qualification campaign against Guyana on Thursday. I didn't know, they're managed by ex-England defender Terry Fenwick, mm. him of the 1986 elbow, yes. as Maradona will probably remember. It was him, wasn't it, who elbowed Maradona in the face, I think, during that Not game. Sure. Um, he has been accused of headbutting his own press officer after taking exception to the presence of a particular journalist last Wednesday. Uh, but the pair still later returned to the press and took questions. Which is which is professional professional <laughs> PR man. God, that must have been an atmosphere. <laughs> there must have been an undercurrent there, shall we say? <laughs> Imagine if I had nutted you before we started the show and we just did it. Marcus. Yeah, headbutts are more, seem more personal, more intimate. Yeah, less Cause less you, COVID compliant. Because you got to hurt your own head to do it. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah, like, it's a real commitment. It's desperation is spur of the bad. moment, but it really means something. Because you're you're headbutting yourself as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. That's what you mean. Mm. But you, as you say, you mean it. Yeah, you can't just sort mm. of. You can sort of subtly. I don't know. Maybe sort of give someone a little slap or something. I don't know. I've never done it, Jim. <laughs> but uh, but a headbutt, you really have to go. I want the. I yeah. I want to feel the pain, not just them. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm just imagining you teaching someone a lesson, Mark. <laughs> which is, I can't picture it. I don't know how you do it. Oh, dearie, dear. Well, uh, Robert Haddad, the head of uh, the FIFA committee, which oversees the uh, Trinidad and Tobago FA, has told Fennec to uh, keep it cool. Yeah. You'd think mm-hmm. managing Trinidad and Tobago would be a we'll be chilled out. Yeah, a little bit chilled out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the heat's getting to him as an Englishman. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand uh... it. So there we are. Something to look forward to there when uh, Trinidad and Tobago begin their World Cup qualifying campaign, as so many countries do mm. uh, this week. Um, on tomorrow's show, Jules, Luke and Vish will be in your ears. Thank you very much for listening to today's Football Ramble. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Tim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Goodbye. Thank you, listeners. I'll see you tomorrow. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.